Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. We are going to start today with a poem from Derek. This poem is untitled. I wrote it on April 21st, 2023 at 9.18 a.m. They scoff at our outfits, laughing at our existence, hating our way of life. Our freedom upsets. Our carefree attitude burns. Burns down institutions, smashes status, kills ego. But how can you be so free? Aren't you afraid? What will the neighbors say? But you're not following the rules. I can't just do whatever I want. It must be nice not to care. Smiling wildly, wildly, smiling widely at the masses, we've gone insane. We've done a complete 180. We're free. Free to smile at the bank, laugh at the IRS, dance at the funeral. We scoff at the world. Absurd is the idea of fear. Look in the mirror. Look into your own fearful eyes. We smile widely at the masses, embracing adversity with gusto. Our laughter can be heard in the wind. The wind laughs with us. Together we smiled widely into the sun. We run, we run, we run. Hmm. Beautiful, thank you. You're welcome. It was perfect. I forgot it actually even said it must be nice. Yeah, I forgot too. The theme for today's discussion is it must be nice, and we're going to explain what that means. But I thought I knew you had written a poem on that theme, but I didn't realize you'd actually use that phrase. Yeah, and I, I was just looking just right now to try to find where it said it in there, but I didn't see it. When I when I was just looking at the poem a really? second ago, I was looking like, where the hell does it say must be nice? I couldn't find it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it must be nice is our short term shorthand term for other people's uh i guess other people's victim mentality and uh, the reactions that we get a lot of times to what we're doing and and who we are the, a lot of these reactions are just we just kind of uh do it to ourselves later uh, <laughs> it's not actually i don't know if anyone's ever actually said to me must be nice but maybe a few times here and there people have said it to us but yeah, it's like, must be nice to be so free. Right. Must be nice to be so thin. Must be nice to be in shape. Must be nice to be genetically uh, thin your whole life. <laughs> right. Man, that must be nice. You can yeah. just do whatever you want. You can yeah. just eat anything you want. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice to just be, um, not, not have to work. Hmm. Oh, must be nice to just... Uh, do whatever you want, mm -hmm. only work three days a week, ne never uh, having to go to some job you don't like, but mm -hmm. it must be nice. Mm -hmm. Or it must be nice to have found your perfect partner and be in love. It must be nice to have someone to talk to all the time, and now you have this relationship. That must be nice. I don't have that. I'm, I'm not able to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, w we are not saying we're not grateful for what we have, but this whole premise of it's excuse making really it's mm -hmm. it's and it's also a, a lack of understanding of how these things come about yeah you know the the idea that first of all the idea that it's easy for us to do any of this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean some of it's easy um our relationship is easy yeah in a way mm -hmm. i mean it, it's it's easy in that it takes no real effort for us to get along, for us to understand each other, for us to connect. That's easy. But it's also the result of how many lifetimes have we been best friends, lovers, partners in crime? God only knows, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, it's, it's so many. And we've been through so much shit together in past lives. And even in this lifetime, a lot of difficulty outside of us. Yeah not within the relationship so yeah it's easy mm -hmm. but it's not just like it didn't just drop into our laps out of nowhere no and now we just have that and no. same with the, the thing you're saying about being in shape i mean i wonder how many miles you've run the thousands thousands <laughs> i mean i don't know thousands thousands of miles and i it didn't just start no recently i mean i've been running consistently for 
over a decade. Yeah. At the at the absolute minimum. Yeah. It, it didn't come from. Uh, I just bought a pair of shoes, and I uh, half-assed, um, signed up for a five k once. You know, right. I, I've been consistently running between five and twenty milers for the last ten years. Uh, that is that it's not a must be nice type of situation. <laughs> must be extremely painful and take a lot of self discipline and a lot of courage and right. Yeah, I mean that that's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. I think that we were just talking about how people people like to hear other people doing things like i think you were even saying that in the last episode about we've become a culture of watching other people do things yeah then you can just sit back and say oh it must be nice to be able to do the x y and z and just not be afraid mm-hmm. who said they're not afraid I mean, where did this idea come from right that people that are doing courageous things are not afraid or they don't have the same consequences that everybody else has. I mean, we we both experience fear on a regular basis. Yeah. It's not a freedom from fear that makes it possible for us to do all of these things. No, it's just uh, a willingness to be courageous, a will a willingness to not accept um shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't want to accept uh mundane conformity um i don't want to accept uh shallow um answers to life i I don't want to accept i don't want to accept being out of shape i don't want to accept being uh not able to do the things i want to do Mm -hmm. in order for me to be free and and do the things that i love and want to do i have to do certain things in order to make that be possible yeah uh i have to do some people don't want to do certain things i for me personally have to do certain things every single day if i don't do these things i'm just not living the way that is is in line with my own true nature yeah my own true nature makes me do so many pull-ups every single day (laughs) i can't help it i don't know what it is i love it i love the feeling of of doing (laughs) pull-ups uh does that mean that it must be nice must be nice to 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 be able to it is nice mm-hmm. it is nice to be able to do it yeah i i, I am grateful that i am yeah. able to yeah to to do it yeah uh, thank god yeah and thank god that i can yeah I'm, i i i'm grateful i have gratitude yeah that i have a, a functioning human body yeah. that allows me to to not be disabled and, and have arms yeah. i have arms yeah and i have the will yeah that's all. That's all you need to do a pull-up. Arms and a will. Right. I've got the will. But it's also not easy. Right. Uh, earlier today, I did 15 pull-ups, and it's hard. <laughs> right. It, even for You're someone right. who does pull-ups every single day, yeah. doing 15 pull-ups in a row, for me, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got to 10, I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to quit at 10. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I got to 9, I took a break. Mm. I was like, damn, this is hard. Maybe I should just stop. <laughs> No one is around. I'm just there by alone down in the basement. (laughs) No one is watching me do this. I could easily stop at nine, Mm -hmm. but I can't stop at nine. In my mind, I need, I want to do 15. Mm -hmm. So the last nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, the last six pull-ups were, I did not want to do those ones, but I just did them anyway, because it made me feel good. It feels good to to go beyond what, what you think is possible. It, yeah. it feels good to do that. And when you don't do that, I would say you're experiencing like a lack. You're experiencing lack in life. Mm-hmm. And by watching other people do, do, mm-hmm. do cool shit, right. it, it creates something in your body that is like you feel off or feel bad or something. Yeah, right. Um, I don't want to feel that way. Right. So for me, I, I have to do what I have to do. Right. And it it must be nice. Yeah. It must be nice to be able to do 15 pull-ups. Right. Yes, it is. Right. Right. And I mean, I could feel I could feel the slide into that as well. I mean, there's times where I used to think, 
oh, you know, all these other women. I, I have my own business. I have my own consulting business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still doing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But I was self-supporting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a husband's income to support me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have family money. I didn't have any other support. Mm-hmm. I did it completely myself. Mm-hmm. And I would see all these women with husbands who made a bunch of money. And I would think, oh, it must be nice. Don't have to support yourself financially. Mm-hmm. You just get to do whatever you want and play around because you actually don't have to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Must be nice. But what turns out to be the case is that I don't have to pay the bills either. <laughs> I chose to. I was choosing mm-hmm. to participate in an economic system that makes you a slave. Right. Because I thought, just like everybody else, well, I got to get... I gotta get my credit score in order and I, I need to buy a house and I need to do the following things. I need to have these things and I need to try. And I was also acting out my own shadow Libra patterns of taking care of other people and letting myself be taken for granted, taken advantage of really. Right. Of just like, well, I'm the one that works, so I'll just do it even though I'm stressed to the max and unhappy and miserable. I couldn't stop because I was choosing to mm-hmm. participate in that pattern and in that system. Right. I mean, well, I remember early on when you and I met and you were just like, well, what would happen if you just stopped doing that? What <laughs> if you just stopped paying all those bills? What are they going to do? And I was like, I never even considered that option. I didn't know that was an option. I thought if you don't pay your credit card bill, you go to jail. Something will happen. Um, Let me let you in on a secret, Uh, listener. Dear listener, if you're listening, (laughs) um, there's this thing. Most people do this. There's probably a majority of of the planet Earth doesn't pay their bills. The the only people that pay their bills are people who who can pay them. The rest of the people can't pay them. (laughs) Uh, there's nothing they can do. They, they maybe they'll repossess your car, eventually after a fucking long ass time. Yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they'll foreclose on your house. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's people that go into houses, and and live there illegally, by squatting, and and stay there for three years without paying a dime, and then leave and never have to do anything. Right. You, you can do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. but. It's um, also scary as hell. Absolutely, it's scary, and and it's you're not going to get a great credit score. No, you're not going to be um, a credit. <laughs> you're going to be a credit risk. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the on the radar of all types of creditors mm-hmm. and uh, de- debt collectors. Mm-hmm. But you're also you might be free. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. What what is the what what is the um, when I was a kid I grow when I was growing up uh, we were poor we we had a poor way of life and I would always wonder like how how do you um, how can you make it in life uh, how do these people make it it must be nice must be nice to have a job uh, and a dad. A mom and a dad with two jobs where you can just pay the bills easily and uh, you don't have to worry. Um, but a lot of the people that I knew and grew up with had only one, a mom usually, and they were paying maybe one of their bills, the the rent. All the rest of the bills were, were not being paid and they were making it somehow. Um, I don't know, but it's like, we can do whatever we choose to do, mm-hmm. but it's also dangerous and yeah, scary. Right. And it's not going to get you any um, awards in the um, mundane world way of thinking. Right. Which is, this is an example of brainwashing, a perfect example. We, we wanted to talk more about what oh, that yeah, is. Oh, yeah. Brainwashing. Brainwashing. Brainwashing makes me feel excited. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the brainwashing of finances is deep. And I think that's even a past life. I know that was a past life pattern for me with the Capricorn South Node. Mm-hmm. But it was so deep that I didn't even consider 
some of the things mm-hmm. that you said until I met you. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I grew up middle class. My, my parents made it pretty mm-hmm. well. They were divorced, but they both were professionals, had advanced degrees. You know, my mom constantly was freaking out about money. Mm-hmm. So it was never like, always secure we weren't at that level of wealth Mm -hmm. but it was enough to just like have what we needed you know um but then when i got out of college i decided not to go to law school and then i got a job in a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. and i didn't know that they pay basically minimum wage (laughs) so i got a i had a college degree and i had a full-time job and i was making like just barely above the poverty line Literally, like I think the poverty line was something I, I was very close. Yeah, I almost I, just on my when I was single, full time employed, I almost qualified for social services. Yeah, working, you know, with a college degree. Right. So there were many years that I didn't have much money and I didn't think that it was an option to not, you know, I mean, I had to not pay the bills sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had to get. One year I qualified for heat assistance. I was working. Mm-hmm. I was working in a nonprofit and I still qualified for heat assistance in Minnesota because yeah. I didn't have enough income to pay the fucking propane bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still never thought I was embarrassed. And I was like, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I have a college degree. I'm working full time. Yeah. How is it that I can't pay my bills? And then, you know, all my anarchist studies and everything else, I was like, this system is fucked. This is rigged. This is not right. right. It's, it's not fair. It's unjust. This whole capitalist system's screwed, you know? Mm-hmm. Even that, oops, even that, knowing all that, I still was so brainwashed by the finance stuff Mm -hmm. that I had all this personal shame about, I don't have enough money. I have all this debt. Mm -hmm. I'm failing in my life because I'm, you know, by the time, I mean, I'm 41 now Mm -hmm. in my thirties, I was just like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to get ahead. I don't understand how people are doing this. So the brainwashing was so deep that I knew I hated it, but I didn't know that you could literally just stop participating because they don't want you to know that no you're not supposed to know that no if everybody knew that this whole system would collapse pretty much immediately there was no irs before 1913 Mm. the irs did not exist until the year 1913 there was no federal reserve until the year 1913 there was no income tax until the year 1913 how on earth did the u.s survive without the income tax, the IRS, or the Federal Reserve. Mm. Uh, somehow we made it from 1775 to 1913 with no... How is it possible? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Let's not talk about that. No. I don't, want you to, uh, I don't want you to know about that. No. You can't question the existence of these things. No. And you certainly can't question their... Um, I mean, now the brainwashing is so strong that it's become associated with being a good person literally Mm -hmm. you are a good citizen if you pay your taxes Mm -hmm. i mean what the hell is that based on other than just brainwashing to try to get people to participate Mm -hmm. because they know that if everyone chose not to participate it's sunk it it won't work no it won't work it doesn't work anyway even even with all the people participating and paying and and getting their money stolen from them it still doesn't work actually work it it only works by by means of trickery right it doesn't actually work it it only it only looks like it's working because people participate in it if everyone stopped participating it would stop working instantly yeah turn the power off right now no working of anything the money will stop existing yeah instantaneously unless you got cash yeah. How much cash you got on you? Right. I got a hundred bucks in my wallet. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's the only money I'll have. Yeah. Everything else is in a bank that doesn't exist. And actually, it's not even in a bank. No, it's just a number There's on a no screen. There's no money in banks, really. No, hardly any. <laughs> any actual f- physical, actual no. physical things. Hardly any is in yeah. there. Is actually in there. Right. You might be able to get, I don't even know if you could get a million out of an actual bank. I doubt it. I mean, you'd be pushing it if yeah. you could get a million out Maybe in physical at a cash. Big bank, mm-hmm. like in New York City. I don't know. Yeah, most banks don't have a million dollars. No, 
I mean, mm-hmm. it must be nice to have a college degree. Right. That you could. You, it must be nice for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. that you can even think. It must be nice to to even be able to think about these concepts. That you have a college degree. Uh, how fancy. Mm. Must be nice. Mm. Must be nice to live in Minnesota and and <laughs> and be uh, growing up in the suburbs mm-hmm. with two with a mom and dad. You must. It must be nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm guessing you you must have had a great happy life. <laughs> You must have been happy. Your mom and dad were probably really happy because they they were rich. They they were professionals. Yeah. They so it must have you must have had a happy ho- household similar to Full House. Oh yeah, right. You probably had Uncle Jesse, Aunt Becky, <laughs> right. um, playing around all day. You know, um, that's my guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wasn't actually like that. And my dad wasn't even around actually past a certain point. But yeah, it, it, it is a, it's an excuse, excuse making to think that way. And it is, it's related also to this thing of speaking up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking about, it's, it's uncomfortable for us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we speak freely. This is just us. We're not actually being rebellious against something. We're not putting on some kind of active rebelliousness. Mm-hmm. We actually think this way and talk this way all the time. Mm-hmm. To put it out publicly, we're not idiots. I mean, we know people are going to be offended. They're going to be upset. They're going to be threatened. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things that can happen. Yeah. And Someone then, might, we might get a smack. <laughs> we might. <laughs> I mean... I wish that someone would challenge challenge the ideas. I love that. <laughs> I like ideas to be challenged. I think that's that's part of the point of this. That's the point of philosophy, actually. Right. <laughs> it's actually supposed to be a debate, but in order to participate in the debate, you have to have the gumption and the the. You have to use your mind. You have to use your intelligence. Must be nice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Must be nice to be smart enough to. Think through these concepts. It must be nice to be able to buy a microphone. Oh yeah. So I mean, I would start. I would start a podcast yeah. too if I if I had a mic uh, was rich enough to buy yeah. a microphone and a computer. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason that's stopping me from not. Oh right. You know, I, uh, yeah. I'm really interesting and, and important too. Yeah. But I I don't have 500 bucks. I don't know how to start a podcast. Yeah. So I it must be nice to yeah. be able to to have a, a nice fancy metal. Um, right. Pop filter over your mic. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think this is an interesting thing. Like, no one has done anything for you. I mean, just as a starting point, everything you've done has been your own initiative. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you don't mind me telling some of your story, but you pop moved, it out. You moved out of your mom's house when you're 16, got an apartment, got a job. Just started your, you were in a punk band when you were 14? I think I was started when I was 14, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doing that, going around, being in a band, going to gigs, doing the whole thing. Then you had a job, you had an apartment, you weren't even a legal adult. No. Then you decided to go to the army, went and did that Mm -hmm. for four years. I mean, everything you've done has just been your own initiative. No Mm -hmm. one's done it for you. No, no one's helped you. No. No one's given you anything other than... Got a lot of grief. Yeah. Got a lot of grief and uh, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been given a lot of that. <laughs> Which is helpful, actually. <laughs> it's fuel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's also like the... We were talking yesterday about our relationship and how people could look and see, yeah, though, it must be nice that you've got this supportive partner that just understands you and you've got all of these things that you've always wanted. must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. I I don't have that. Well, we didn't have that either. No. For a long ass time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But what were we doing? I mean, I think the, the karmic thing, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's the mundane level stuff of just, you just have to act. Right. Stop whining and just do something. Mm-hmm. Do anything, really. Yeah, do anything. It doesn't even matter what. Just do something. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the karmic element of what What are you creating on an energetic level? What What is the karma? What's the karmic momentum that's gotten you to this point? 
what have you done in all your past lives that's gotten you here? I mean, we've done a lot of suffering, a lot of grief, like you said, a lot of conscious suffering as well, a lot of uh, choosing to suffer without going into denial, without shutting down, without leaving your body, without numbing out on social media, Mm -hmm. without all kinds of other distractions or acting out and things like that. I mean, I did a lot of suffering just by myself and facing those things. Yeah, suffering. Suffering, PhD in suffering. Mm. Yeah. Both of us have have earned... uh, um, I think I might even be a traveling scholar um, <laughs> right. of some suffering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got a, I've got a master's degree in grief. Mm-hmm. That's I'm I know grief quite well. So do you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it must be nice to go through all this grief. No one says that. <laughs> I mean. No one said to you when your wife died, oh, it must be nice that your wife died of cancer and you were there and took care of her to the end for two years. That must be nice. No one said that. No. That's kind of glossed over. A lot of that uh, information has been (laughs) totally uh, memory hold. Yeah. That that is like, um, yes, there's no doubt. I, I am a free I'm a free thinker. I'm a free human being. I'm, I I say anything I choose. Uh, I'm just myself. I can't help it. But also, I have um, been through some serious amounts of grief right. that have caused me to be given an example of what what it, what is it like to have a terrible existence. Mm. I have experienced it f- firsthand, directly. Right. Because of that, at this point now, I can be free, even more so than I was before that. Yeah. Um, I it's it didn't come to me by um, in the mail. Right. I, I it came to me through intense, uh, physical, mental, spiritual, metaphysical, emotional suffering. Right. That I didn't um, during that time. I, I I didn't I didn't participate in social media at all in my whole life. I was briefly had a Facebook in 2008 while I was in Iraq for like three or four months and it pissed me off once. Uh, so I stopped um, be- being a part of it. Yeah. From, so, from 2008 until August of 2022, I, had, I did not participate in social media. For, uh, so I just suffered alone. Mm-hmm. With no com- no fake community, right. no real community, right? No anything, right? <laughs> Me too. Just straight up suffering. Yeah. No, yeah. no, uh, you know. Right. Yeah, it's lonely. It's lonely as hell, and it's difficult to do by yourself. And it's not something people want to volunteer for, and it's not something that I would say. I would encourage people to experience loneliness and grief. No. But you have to. What what happens? What are you going to do when loneliness and grief comes for yeah. you? It's coming. It Ma- is. Maybe it might come for you. <laughs> what what will you do? No, with? maybe. Yeah. What what are you going to do when when grief and suffering yeah. enters into your life? Yeah. Um you can you might be able to help yourself with through that energy and use it mm-hmm. later. I, I've taken all the energy that has been given to me by fate, by uh, by the fates, by by spiritual guides, by the universe, by karma. I've taken all that energy and I've transformed all that energy into living freely myself and you, me, you, my daughter, uh, the animals. We're living totally free. The we and we are choosing to do that, and but we're not getting it for free we we didn't get to be that way for free we had to my daughter had to have her mom die i had to have my for, former wife die uh plus 40 other uh extreme mental griefs throughout my life mm-hmm. t- 
to get me to this point that I'm at now right. where I, I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Right. What what you think or what right. you say or what what you do? Right. All I care about really is just living freely, right? Uh, with with compassion, actually, with compassion for for myself, for you, for my daughter, for the animals, and for anyone that I really come in contact to, co- come in contact with, compassion. Yeah. I understand. I understand grief. I can see. I can feel the grief. When I meet when I meet people and come into contact with the people, I can feel it. That's a, what's one of the first things I feel is I see the the deep pain, the deep suffering in the eyes of the of the masses. Everywhere I go, it's the pain, the suffering. I can feel it. I, I I'm not without compassion. No. But I'm also not without um, freedom. Right. I, I can help. I'll help you if you want to be helped. I'll, I'll give you some advice if you would like some advice. But what I'll mostly do is just be myself. And that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I'm not going to do is be um, uh, inauthentic or in uh, not myself. I can't, I can't do that. It's impossible. And uh, I got to that point by paying a hefty ass price to the grief, the grief doctor. Yeah, Pluto <laughs> exacting his price. Yeah. Yeah, Pluto came. Yeah. Pluto came with a little bag and said... Paid the piper. Yeah, paid like the piper. Say. The piper started playing his flute. <laughs> and I heard the, the flute. And for many years, I just stuck my head in the sand, trying not to hear the flute coming. And eventually it came, and I had to pay. But uh, the piper does not accept cash. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The Piper does not accept thumbs up or likes or emojis. <laughs> Flame emojis. The, the Piper doesn't accept any of that. The Piper only accepts crying, uh, screaming, uh, um, suffering, mm-hmm. uh, wallowing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, forgiving, mm-hmm. um, compassion, love, uh, freedom, joy. The Piper accepts all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Pay, pay the piper, <laughs> but uh, don't stick your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were saying earlier, uh, having this discussion about emotions. Are emotions good? Are they bad? Debating some of the Buddhist philosophy about emotions. What is it? And basically came to the conclusion that for us, the only important distinction is alive or not. Right. Is this is this in the direction of aliveness or is this in the direction of soul death and then eventually physical death? Mm-hmm. So everything you just described is aliveness. Right. Full grief is full aliveness and it's full love, really. Mm-hmm. And the, the experience of the broken heart of grief and just that pain is required to feel love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people say... It must be nice you have this beautiful, loving relationship. It sure is. It, it sure is, nice. is nice. It's excellent. I love it. I'm so happy. But also, I've done quite a lot of crying since I met you. Oh, my God. <laughs> the amount of crying. <laughs> not because I'm not crying because you're causing me pain. Let's just be clear about that because I have been in a relationship like that. <laughs> um, but that's not this one. I'm crying because I've got so much stored grief from this lifetime and all the previous ones that needs to come out and it needs to be received in love and I need to be held while I'm crying and I need someone to understand me and to listen and support. So that's the crying that I'm doing. But even though I'm doing that kind of crying, it still hurts like hell. Like it's not, um, it doesn't hurt less to release old grief than to experience current grief. It feels the same. It feels like intense grief Mm -hmm. when you actually let it come to the surface fully and feel it fully. Shadow work. Oh shit, shadow work. (laughs) Shadow work, AKA looking at Instagram in the dark. (laughs) Right. Looking at Instagram in the dark does not feel the same as 
crying from the deepest part of your soul for hours. I mean, that that's not the same thing. No. And it doesn't feel the same. And one will not substitute for the other. No. Nor will thinking about your grief or writing about it on Instagram or talking about it from the head. Mm -hmm. There's only the paying the piper on that is you have to feel it fully. Mm -hmm. And you can really only do that when it's safe to do. Right. You know, but yeah, so I do that on a regular basis whenever I need to, whenever it comes, starts to come. And even that I can still feel the resistance. Like, it takes forever, actually. Oftentimes, yeah. it, like you start crying, and it's like a you're like crying, but it's not coming up. It's yeah. like a, you're still holding it back. It takes yeah. like sometimes between five and fifteen minutes of yeah. like restraining yeah. the crying yeah. until it finally it it comes out all the way to actual to actual crying, and then the actual crying sometimes lasts long, mm-hmm. sometimes is is short. Yeah. But it's it's like an uncontrollable wave of energy. Yeah. It must be nice, yeah. actually. It must be nice to be able to do that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It feels good, actually, to cry freely and fully. Yeah. But it's also extremely painful. Mm-hmm. And it feels scary. And even if you mentally are in a place of, I want to, I want to do my shadow work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never actually have that thought. I'm just mocking how shadow work has become a thing. Whatever that is. I Nobody don't, knows who, what the who, fuck it whoever means. Whoever invented that. I don't know. I don't know who invented that term. Jung. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. Jung. It comes yeah. from Carl Jung. But, yeah, there we go. But it became somehow Instagram. It's now Instagram language. Yeah, it it, it, it definitely got stolen. Uh, Carl Jung is dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is way off. Not what I had in mind at all. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It, it, it's painful and necessary to have all the must be nice things mm-hmm. like oh yeah it is it is nice to feel fully connected to another human being mm-hmm. but what is it required to do that is extremely difficult i mean who uh, can you withstand a 20 year d- deep uh, suffering ma- marriage is that something that you're, dear listener, uh, are you able to withstand 20 years of <laughs> of different types of, of, of misery? Um, I don't know. Right. I hope you don't have to do that. Right. I, I hope you don't withstand that. Right. But um, sometimes you don't know what it is that you have to withstand. Mm. And you don't even know that you're, that you're suffering uh, fully you're uh, consciously you don't even understand yeah that you're that you're in utter misery right you think you're just living your life right really what's happening is you're you're being put through a karmic wheel of pain mm-hmm. so that hopefully you can wake the fuck up and and right. save your damn soul um yeah maybe it will take ten thousand lifetimes right maybe it will take ten million lifetimes maybe it'll take 200 million trillion lifetimes. Maybe it'll take one. I don't know. Right. Either way, you, uh, uh, what, what is it going to take? Right. And how difficult will it be for you? I don't know. I don't know how difficult it will be. Right. As far as I can tell, it might be extremely difficult. You might, you, you, whoever this is, whoever you are, listening right now you might be listening with headphones maybe you have earbuds in maybe you have airpods maybe you have like a a a really nice set of bluetooth headphones um, as you walk along the path maybe you're listening in the car Um, you might have to suffer for 20 years (laughs) at least you know yeah that's that's difficult that's difficult it is difficult. And I think I can think of so many people that I've known and people that I still know that choose, they're trying to choose to avoid that suffering. Mm-hmm. And then what's happening is they're just living, they're, they're barely living. Mm-hmm. They're basically dead. 
Right. They've already had a soul death. They're completely shut down. They're not experiencing life at all. Mm -hmm. They have no emotion, real emotion. Mm -hmm. And they're just physically moving around still. Mm -hmm. But that is really the only way to try to avoid extreme suffering but then what happens is you lose everything you lose all of the joy you lose love you you lose the possibility of true connection with anything Mm -hmm. with yourself with others with the world right you know and like we always joke would you rather have continued guaranteed suffering by doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. or take the risk to make a leap of some kind which is the aries medicine to take a risk it's it's a risk for us to do this podcast it's a risk Mm -hmm. people might stop talking to us um more people more people (laughs) than have already stopped talking to us (laughs) we might get i mean who knows we might get um in trouble we might get censored we might get canceled. We might get ostracized. Who knows what will happen? Even more so. Even more so. Right. <laughs> so it is It is a risk. It's not like it's not a risk. It's not like we don't know that it's a risk. <laughs> but it's also, like you said, we don't. Have, we have no choice. We, we have no choice. No. We have to. No. Because that's what aliveness is for us. Right. Alive. I, I, I have no choice but to just be exactly who i am that I, that's it i can't do anything else I, and i can't even try mm-hmm. to pretend mm-hmm. in any way in any situation the the best i can do when i'm in a situation that is stupid or fucked up or fake the best i can do is not to say is just not talk yeah <laughs> right um that's it yeah i've been noticing that too that since knowing you and being in this state of being genuine all the time Mm -hmm. that we're always real Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. and we're together most of the time that now when i'm around other people it's very hard for me to tolerate the fake the fakeness Mm -hmm. and it's so widespread but it's become quite pronounced. I can see the difference and feel the difference so clearly. Oh man, I, I was, uh, you know, on the way and the drive in, the air quality is really <laughs> um, rough today. And uh, there's this bump, uh, taking my, my horse in because there's a bump and, um, you know, you're probably gonna have to get some antibiotics and. Uh... <laughs> right, right. right. Of just phoning and and then the um, brainwashing again. Like you start hearing how everything everyone is saying is coming out of one or more systems of brainwashing. Yeah. Is is your brainwashing coming? What is your brand of brainwashing? (laughs) Are you a NPR brainwashed uh, re-speaker? Are you an Instagram fake spirituality re-speaker? Are you a Fox News uh, Tucker Carlson re-speaker are you a Rachel Maddow uh, CNNBC re-speaker uh, or uh, or some other fucking stupid ass yes. thing that's fake as hell I like re-speaker did you just make that up I couldn't think of a word to say that's but. perfect <laughs> I think we should use that it sounds like a a 1984 kind of it does sound term. like yeah re-speak maybe because oh, yeah, you've that, read it so many times yeah it's, double speak yeah is kind of uh, similar but re-speak yeah. because w- what you hear uh, like the little snippet of thing i just said about mm-hmm. the uh, oh i'm driving in yeah uh god there's a lot of air quality i wasn't sure if i should even come to the barn today because of this air quality um, as far as I know, I I don't watch the news. I don't listen to NPR. I don't watch the TV. I don't have no friends that tell me things. <laughs> I have no social media. Uh, uh, it looks a hazy out bit. It looks. <laughs> I'm looking out the window. Uh, it looks a hazy out there. Uh, right. sm- smidgen hazy. I never crossed my mind once to be like maybe I should think about the air quality. Uh, right. I then I go outside. I feel I'm sucking the air into my lungs. <laughs> uh, the air is good. Good enough. I can breathe. I don't have to wear a gas mask or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> why? Why the re-speaking? Why? Why do you yeah. have to re-speak your shit that you're hearing yeah. from 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 the news and and the the sources? Why? Right. Why? Right. Why can't you just think and and say things you actually feel? 
when when why don't you just tell me about something that is real that you felt on the, on the way in yeah I, right. I would like to hear what what do you why did the horse why did the fucking fly bite the horse in the first place or do you think anything going on with you could be affecting your horse <laughs> who knows why why is why is there no men anywhere yeah. to be seen in any barn i've been to where are the men where are the men at why are all the husbands not involved in horses yeah why why is the horse world dominated by women it's a good question i don't i don't understand i've only been in the horse world a very short amount of time since i've been involved in it we've gone all over the country all over uh, the u.s uh, through lots of different parts of the horse world we went through kentucky um montana or wyoming Mm -hmm. colorado new mexico um Tennessee, a lot of these places are like major mm-hmm. uh, American horse mm-hmm. worlds. We went to many different ranches, mm-hmm. uh, horse competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, where are the men at? What yeah. are they doing? Right. Why, why are they not involved? Yeah. It's an excellent question. Um, I would like to hear about that as opposed to, yeah. oh, you know, driving in today and the air quality is just uh, not too good <laughs> and I'm um, not sure. I think we're at 98 point seven <laughs> particle particons per square cubic inch and uh, i think right. to be safe it's supposed to be at um 76.89 numbers particle are they even counts. anything someone just made these numbers up they're completely nothing just to get people to feel like there's nothing ma- we need to scare people there has to be something we can tell them to be scared otherwise if they're not scared what will happen? As you're driving down the highway, please limit your trips. Right. What does that mean? Limit your trips today. What, what type of trips? What, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Why? Is this about gas consumption? Is this about exhaust from the car? Is this about you're not supposed to be outside? Like <laughs> I could not even understand what that meant. It's so propagandized. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, I think that's the thing about the, the quality of consciousness thinking about this anti-brainwashing or or deprogramming that we are discussing, our idea of what would it take Mm -hmm. to get people out of that? How long does it take? And 35 years. (laughs) (laughs) Because it does, it, it seems to just completely change the quality of your consciousness. So when you're in it, and this is true for all forms of brainwashing, mm-hmm. like cults, like abusive relationships, like families, twelve step uh, programs, twelve step programs, uh, religions, A conspiracy um, uh, researching, yeah, conspiracy groups, um, countercultures, but, <laughs> subcultures, yes, political groups. Anything that you have identified yourself with—that's why we say we have no labels. We try, just try. Try to label us. See if you can do it. I am a um, horse warlock, <laughs> shamanic juggling, uh, uh, incense, pinon, green chili uh, aficionado. Right, but that doesn't even include all the other things that you are. What about your infantry training and skills? What about your running? What about your your father? Your I mean, it's just not possible no. to actually put real people into those kinds of limiting categories. No. But but back to the original point about brainwashing. All forms of brainwashing have the same effect, mm-hmm. which is that when you are in them, you are not fully aware that you're in them. No. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. There's no other way for it to work because the actual, what maybe it's the, the thing that is brainwashed or what that means is that it takes away some quality of awareness or some ability to have perspective. Mm-hmm. Even if you're trying very different things where in retrospect, I'm like, damn. Damn, they got me. They got I, me again. I try. I tried. I mean, I wasn't on social media either. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to the news. I live in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't socialize <laughs> with a lot of people. I would write in my journal every day. I did a lot of meditation. 
I was trying. I've spent a lot of time hanging out with horses, not talking. Yeah. Um, I've tried so many different ways to become conscious. And it works, but it also, even doing all of those things, there were certain things I didn't see until I met you or I was able to actually disentangle myself fully from it. And it's still a process. Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes a long time to unravel, especially the really deep ones like family. Family. Family brainwashing is... Mm-hmm. That, that could take... You might not ever get there. Right. You might be in your 50s and you're still doing things for your mother who's emotionally abusive and taking advantage of you. And you're still doing it mm-hmm. in your 50s because yeah. you're in family brainwashing and you can't you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- there's a difficulty, I think, you know, we talk about how do you reach people? That is the question. How, how do you get people out of brainwashing? I mean, there are people who do try to get people out of cults. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe we should read about. Have you read any books about that? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about 50? Um, Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. that, the, the book, part of it is about the guy. The guy he, um, that was his main thing, was getting people out of the Illuminati cults. Mm. Um, he was like a deprogrammer. Mm. Um, and it, it, he had like a process, mm-hmm. like uh, remo- total removal of all media. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't interact. It's like the opposite of what, what a cult makes you do initially. Mm-hmm. You know, a cult makes you uh, change your identity. Um, give up all your previous give friends. Give up all your previous friends. Uh, only get approved uh, sources of information um, only uh, listen to certain things do certain things dress a certain way um, so the opposite of that would be you know uh, totally abandon all that um, uh, go the opposite way mm-hmm. of, of all those things mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if that's even necessary yeah or, or even something I'm, I mean I'm not interested in that really yeah you know, I don't know what you should do out there right. listening. If you're listening and yeah. you're in a cult or or if you're yeah. stuck in a fam- familial relationship where you're in an abusive relationship or you're in a yeah. abusive thing or, or you or you believe the IRS is real. <laughs> I don't know what you should do. I really don't know. Yeah. But I know that there are there are people and there are there are ways yeah. to get out of yeah. to free your mind. How yeah. can you free free your mind first? Maybe. Maybe there is no mind. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I mean, that is ultimately it. I, I mean, I think that the, the, the thing that we're doing is to just try to be a beacon mm-hmm. of some kind. Right. And I felt that very strongly when I met you, that we were beacons for each other. Yeah. And we had just kept some light, some flame going throughout all kinds of darkness and difficulty and i feel now like i was carrying that flame for you mm-hmm. so that you could find me and then we could it's toshi toshi the dog agreeing with the, the sentiment but so that we could find each other and then that we could help help the flames grow stronger right and i think that's the same thing we we're doing here right it's not a forceful um you should do anything we're doing. It's uh, if this flickering light looks like something to you, mm-hmm. if you see it at all, actually. Yeah. If you see a flickering light, if you feel some kind of spark, mm-hmm. go towards it. Yeah, blow on it. Blow on that damn thing. The blaze is waiting to be uh, lit. It's waiting. All it wants, really. All fire. What does a fire want? It wants to be a fire. Mm doesn't want to be a little tiny ember it wants to be a blaze mm-hmm. it doesn't want to be uh, snuffed out mm-hmm. you can snuff it out if you want mm-hmm. but you're gonna be cold if you do mm. <laughs> yeah and i guess this gets even to uh, the deeper metaphysical level of brainwashing we talk about in our in our world in our terminology it's the mundane world and the magical world mm-hmm. we came up with those terms early on as our own shorthand to talk to each other about what we're experiencing. And basically, is it the metaphor from um, Lord of the Rings with the forest? Is that where that came from? Yeah, they go into the one forest uh, 
there's there's many forests actually and and situations in in Lord of the Rings in mm-hmm. general where they go into a forest and get totally lost. The the forest itself is dark and uh, disorienting on purpose because uh, through the forest lies the promised land or or, mm. or the place you're supposed to go uh, that is on the other side of it. Mm. So through that forest, it's purposefully has like spells on it that you can't. Uh, it makes you become disoriented and confused. Um, so the only way to get through that type of forest is to stay together and keep your faculties with with your um, brethren that you're with uh, so that you can make it through. But you might get lost. You might get lost for 30 years in the fucking forest. But on the other side of the forest is actually where the, the pool of antiquity or, or the the mountain mountain where you need to throw the ring in mm. or the or maybe just the peaceful lands maybe are, are beyond mm. beyond that forest um yeah it came from the lord of the rings that uh, that analogy that we yeah. always talk about yeah so this feeling of when you take human incarnation you are thrown into a dark forest mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. and that the challenge of it is to retain your faculties yeah. and your memory of what, where am I going? What mm-hmm. am I, I, I came here for a reason, yeah. but I can't remember what the reason was now that I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go through a doorway and then you forget what you're doing in that room. Yeah, like, oh shit, I was supposed to do something. I totally forgot. Yeah, I was walking in here. What the hell am I doing? And mm-hmm. it's just completely gone. Mm-hmm. That's like being born a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Right. You just, you get here and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And there's some, hopefully some small light that's burning that you're just going towards that. Mm-hmm. But it, there's so many forces that are trying to put it out. And we used to say that we, like, we could go out into the mundane world or the dark forest, same thing, for a limited amount of time. And mm-hmm. then the flame starts to go out and yeah. you need someone else to light it again or to help encourage it to get stronger mm-hmm. or to if you're or has or has their own uh flame themselves yeah. that they can um give you a light exactly they, they can they can help you to light your your torch exactly if your torch is going out you can yeah. reach the next person who's who's a flame keeper themselves and maybe their torch is is burning bright as hell and that they they've got some uh some fuel on, on their torch mm. that they can they can use their fuel mm. to light up your torch when it's going out when you're in the mundane world uh, you're like just bumbling along through life like oh, I hate my job hate my life hate my daily existence but maybe you meet someone on the path who has a little bit of fire yeah a little bit of uh, interesting uh, something that gives you a reason to live a reason to go on or a reason to uh, that makes sense to you um that's it that's us that me and you we found that with each other right and i, I i'm sure there's others out there perhaps you got to believe that there are <laughs> i mean i think maybe there's not that many but i do i or i wrote i think i wrote this the other day that we don't know that there aren't let's right. just put it that way mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't met very many but we can't conclusively say there's no one either on this planet or in some other dimension around here that mm-hmm. can hear what we're saying right that doesn't understand there there might be at least one person and if there's not one person there's likely a lot of light beings and ascended masters and spirit guides and animal mm-hmm. guides who are picking up the light right. that we're putting out. Mm-hmm. So therefore it's worth doing. It is worth doing. Definitely. I can feel, I can feel that it's worth doing because I can feel it in my body right now in this yeah. moment. Right. That's how I know that what I'm doing, what you're doing, what Toshi, the dog is doing yeah. right now is right. exactly the right thing. Yeah. And that's how I know. And that's how the flame keeps, keeps a light. And we we're doing it. That that's all we can do. That's all we should do. And that's how that's what you should do. If you if you're hearing this, it, we it may be you. You you may have an ember. 
you might have one. Uh, you might have to find the fuel that mm. you need mm. to spark the fucking thing up. Mm. Spark it up. Shit. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ would, would spark it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if he was around, he, he would see uh, uh, the spark, see the ember and, and blow on it. Mm. You know, he, he wouldn't um, talk shit about it or make you feel bad. Mm. Or try to shut it down. Or try to shut it down or say, say that, you're, uh, that you're just a number. You're just a slave. That you're just a, you're just a factory worker. You're just another drone. You're just another uh, cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Uh, you're a human. You're, you've, take, you've taken on human birth. You're powerful, mm-hmm. extremely powerful, sentient being. Mm-hmm. So but don't waste it. Don't waste that energy on shit that mm-hmm. sucks. Wait, don't waste it actually at all. Use it. Use that energy right. into whatever it is that you can. Anything. Anything you can do to spark up some sort of aliveness. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Do it for that, the sake of that alone. Don't even say a thing to anyone. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the payment you'll get is the feeling. And the universe will know. And you'll know. And that's all. That's all that matters. Beautiful. I don't know if I can follow that. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on our journey. We're, We're seeking, seeking Mount Parnassus. Parnassus. So be it. <laughs>